inspiring you to reach your goals and live your dream. And live your dream. This is the Keaton Nelson Show. Guys, today on the um, Keaton Nelson Show, I have a very special treat for you. Today I have uh, S.T. Stein. Stein. S.T. Stein. I messed it up and I just asked her what her <laughs> name was. See, we're not even editing it out. Um, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, thank you for having me, Keaton. I love that. I, I'm all about authenticity and pulling <laughs> back the curtain, and I love it. I love awesome. it. Awesome. Cool. So, yeah, I just want to, like, kind of get to know you, ask some questions about, uh, you know, like, where you're from, where you've been, and how you got to where you are and what you're doing now. So, yeah, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where, where are you from? How did you grow up? Okay, so if you can't tell by my accent, I am from Long Island, New York, um, <laughs> born and bred and raised and I went to private school growing up and then I ended up going to FIT in Manhattan, the Fashion Institute of Technology, where I learned pattern making and sewing, although not very well, and then uh, went into the fashion industry thinking I'm going to be a clothing designer. But I soon very quickly learned that just because one likes shopping doesn't mean that they could be a clothing designer. So very quickly, I realized that wasn't for me and I had to pivot. And I still wanted to stay in the industry. So I started designing and merchandising and sourcing and branding for accessory companies within the fashion industry. And I traveled the world. So I got to see every place on earth through the company's dimes. I worked in corporate for 20 years. And I loved it. But uh, one day I had kind of like an epiphany where I said, I don't want to spend the rest of my life because after I traveled for 20 years, then I decided, okay, maybe I don't want to travel so much. So then I switched jobs to another corporate job where I was sitting behind the computer. And then I was like, oh, I don't really want to sit behind a computer <laughs> all day, every day. Yeah. So then I left there and now I teach all the things that I know and have learned in corporate branding and otherwise and merchandising designing to small business owners. Mm. Yeah. So I saw you in your, your bio that um, my assistant sent over, you worked at some like somewhat big companies, right? What's some of the uh, like biggest name? What's the biggest company you think you work for or most yeah. well-known maybe? Right. So I'm, you know, I've worked for a lot of big companies, as you said, but I think what was the most impactful for me was Disney because working on Disney, I learned a lot about licensing and I didn't even know that there was such a thing as a style guide and I didn't know Mickey Mouse couldn't make a peace sign because, you know, he's not supposed to be political or that there were two different Mickey Mouses. There was pie-eyed and open eye and one was retro and one was modern and, and one was for the parks and one was for the department stores. Like who knew all this stuff, you know? Huh. So I loved learning the process of branding, that there's a story behind the character, that there's a story behind the brand or the name or the logo. And that for me was just so exciting. Mm. So what did you, what was like your job at Disney? I'm just Oh, so um, actually, I didn't work at Disney. I worked at a company that had the Disney license. So I would okay. go to Disney and present to them every season the line of the collection of what I was designing. And then we'd walk through it and talk about it and talk about the emotions or the, the, the feelings that we want people to feel when they own a piece of the brand, right? Because 
people are really buying through emotions. So I think that with Disney, it was the fun of it was coming up with creative designs that, you know, challenge the day to day and the regular stuff that was out there, but yet still being on brand for Disney. Interesting. Was it all like shirts and fashion and stuff like that? What, what, what was like kind of stuff you were designing? It was actually hosiery and socks. Hosiery and, and socks. Hosiery and socks. And it was, it was fascinating because mm-hmm. at the time, you know, back in the day, we didn't even have computers. There was like one ginormous computer and it was in a separate room and you like couldn't even go in there. Only one person was allowed at a time. And so we would literally by hand be checking in these little square graphs for every stitch of Mickey Mouse. And if you were off by one stitch, it just screwed up the whole face. Like, <laughs> And the stitches are V-neck or V-shape, but the squares are square, right? So mm-hmm. it's like you fill in a square thinking you're filling in a square, but then you get the sock back and it's a V. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Cool. Um, what kind of places did you travel to? Oh, everywhere. So my, I, you know, I traveled to Italy a ton. So that was definitely my favorite place. But um, I also loved going to Korea, Brazil, Mexico, Japan, France. Um, where else did I go? Just it's just everywhere. Um, China. Wow. You know, we would go to whether I was looking for designs for inspiration. Yep. Or I was going to factories because I also work for another big company, um, Haynes, Haynes Apparel, Haynes Hosiery. And they had factories all over the world because you can't just make everything in one place because you have to keep up with the demand. So mm-hmm. I would have to go to different factories to work with the factories to get the products made properly. Yeah. You remind me of one of my clients. She works for like uh, Coach and Adidas and things like that. Um, and she she'd be literally traveling to all these different factories and like the supply chain is like nothing, no consumer can like realize like it's crazy how much goes into all that type of stuff. And it's funny that you mentioned in coach because originally Haynes and coach were under the umbrella of Sarah Lee. Remember the cakes? Sarah oh, Lee yeah. cakes. So that was the, the head brand. And then it was, I guess a house of brands where they had multiple companies until coach spun off on their own. Huh? I didn't know that. Cool. Um, and so you have any like crazy stories that happened when you're traveling? Oh yeah. I remember, I think Korea was my favorite place, you know, after Italy. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved Korea because it just, to me, it was the city that never sleeps. Even though New York is the city that never sleeps. It's true with Korea because it would be two o'clock in the morning and I'm out doing, I don't know, karaoke or I don't even know what we were doing. And the lady turns to me and she goes, do you want to go shopping? And oh my God, that's music to my ears. I'm like, shopping? It's two o'clock in the morning. They're like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. So we we went to the street and they light up the streets like New York City, spotlights all over the place. You would think it was daylight. And people come from all different countries and all different areas with their wares. And then she took me down a flight of stairs and I would get like, a, it was like the black market. And I'd get like a Ferragamo belt for like 10 bucks. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. And um, what are you, what are you up to now? You're, you're teaching what Instagram? Yeah. So I'm teaching Instagram and I'm, I'm really trying to educate people on brand strategy because 
Today, everyone's a personal brand, right? So even though you're showing up online, whether you're selling a product or a service, there's still a person behind the brand, and that's really what consumers are looking for today. They don't want to buy from a big brand, and that's why the big companies are hiring the creators and influencers to promote their, their wares so that people will connect, and people want to connect with other people, especially you know, in times like these when people are working remotely and no one's going into the office and there's very little socialization. People want to feel a connection, and so I help the small guys, the little businesses, show up online so that they have that hybrid of looking corporate or looking professional, but at the same time having that connection with their audience or their followers or their customers so that they can make the sale. Mm. Is there like a certain process you take them through? Yeah, so I I like to do it. I I do one-on-one basically because then it's customized with the company. So, you know, because you have all different types of companies and they're all going to be slightly different from each other. And basically I teach... It's kind of like a six-week course, but it could be condensed if the client doesn't have the time. I do it on Zoom, and Mm -hmm. I record all the classes so that they can have it afterwards. I find that oftentimes people, they'll purchase a digital course that was pre-recorded, and they just never finish the course. They never have the transformation. They just, nothing happens. Maybe they grab one or two, you know, mind-blowing things, but... They don't really do what the course was set out to do. So when you're working with a coach or someone like me, then you have accountability. I give you homework assignments to do. I give you handouts. We work one-on-one. I never kind of leave you hanging if you have questions, if you get stuck. I just help you get unstuck with whatever part of the process in your business you're stuck with. And that's pretty much how how I roll. Yeah. But I mean, like, what are, like, some of the things, like – like even the people that are listening right now, let's say that they just started a a brand and or they're trying to grow their Instagram or like what's what's some nuggets that you could give away here that they could listen to and and then you know go home and, and start working on. Okay, so if somebody was just starting out, so they already have an account or they don't even have an account. I wasn't sure. Um, let's say they don't even have an account. They want to start right now. Right. So the first thing I would tell them to do is look at some accounts that they aspire to be, where they see themselves in the marketplace, and start looking at what they are crafting in terms of the layouts, the looks, the colors, things like that, and see where they can play, not copy, but see where they can emulate that's on brand for them, what they want to, how they want to come across, right? and play around with the camera, take a couple of pictures. People are often really scared to show up online, Mm -hmm. as I was at the beginning, and I think that it's really important with practice, you'll get more comfortable and you'll show up more. So I would start looking at other accounts, I would take some pictures of themselves, start writing things down, start journaling what exactly they wanna do with their company or their product or their service, what they wanna get across on social media, and whether they're using Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn to just really, really be consistent. That's that's the main thing. And when I say consistent, I don't just mean showing up at the same time at the same day. I mean with their branding, with their photos. So if you're one way on Facebook, don't think you should have a different picture on Instagram or LinkedIn because think about, you know, it's like going to a party 
and you meet somebody there and their hair is long and curly and maybe they're wearing red lipstick and a black dress and I don't know fake eyelashes and then six months later you meet up at a different party and they've cut their hair really short they're not wearing any makeup or fake eyelashes and they're I don't know in jeans and a t-shirt and it's like oh wait is this the same person and you know when we're online I, I call it like squirrel syndrome we're like jumping from place to place like whoever has our attention at the moment right stolen focus and so when you go there you don't have a lot of time to think so the picture really really is impactful so if you see somebody showing up one way on Facebook and then another way on Instagram you may or may not know it's the same brand and mm -hmm. so you may bounce because you're like oh that's not her and so you keep going so just be consistent with your pictures, what you what you look like, how you're showing up, your names, your fonts, your colors, um, and yeah, and then also be consistent with how often you're showing up on whichever platform you choose to play on. Got it. Um, what what kind of who's like the ideal client for you? Who who do you help the most, or who do you who would you love to be helping the most? Um, you know what I mean? Like if someone is listening to this and they are the perfect person, who are they? Yeah, so my ideal client is, thank God, I've had the luxury of choosing my clients. They, they come to me, actually, all my clients I get organically. They either find me through my Instagram or word of mouth, a lot of them. And thank God, I work with great, great companies, great people. And once in a while, you get that client that you just don't really connect with, either because of what they're promoting or their personality or whatever it is. And you know, you work through it, but they're not necessarily your ideal. So who's my ideal client? Someone who's struggling, someone who's, you know, not really sure. They're, they know they need to be on social media. They know that everybody's migrating to shopping online and going online. And, you know, 86% of all consumers look online before they make a purchase about a product or a service. So they know they have to play there, but they're just not really sure how to show up. And they're overwhelmed because they're trying to run their business and doing social media could be a full-time job. So they just want that transformation, that quick, those quick tips and tricks so that they could get them on the ground up and running. And some of them end up coming back to me and saying, can you manage my account? So I've done that as well. So, and I do that as well. But um, the, the, my favorite ones are the ones who can then do it on their own so they don't have to keep hiring and they don't have to keep going back and buying course after course after course thinking, this is going to be the one to fix me. This is going to be the one. And then it's not. Mm. Um, is it like, you know, um, male or female, a specific age or, you know, like, should they have a certain amount of revenue already or should they just be getting off the ground? I'm just interested. Like, Oh, yeah. So that's fine. Mm. So, you know, I mostly work with women, but I have worked mm. with men, too. And so. It's, they say that typically your ideal customer is somebody who's you five years earlier. Right. So I'm 53. I don't hide it. And what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no I, way. I have a really good camera. <laughs> yeah. Also, I doubt the and camera. I, and I also, thank you. I also tell people I act like a child. So maybe that's resonating. I don't know. <laughs> no way. 1968. Yep. That's me. I would have never guessed. Thank That's you. Wild. Thank you. Yeah. So, I you're like uh, my age. 
<laughs> I'm 28. This is I wish. Yeah. I wish. Yeah, in my head I am, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just a number. It's all good. But the yeah, thing yeah, is, yeah. is that, so someone like me, who, as I said earlier, like we didn't even have a computer in the room and I was, you know, hand drawing everything. It, it, uh, I want to help those people who need to be there, but they just, they just don't know. And maybe they're a little slower at it or they're just not comfortable at it. Or they don't even know, like, you know, they say you can Google anything. But if you don't know what to Google, then you're you're totally lost, right? Or you started, you have the business, you know you're online, you're on the social media, but, like, you get stuck. Maybe you're stuck doing reels or maybe you're just stuck showing up. And you, it's very hard to move forward when you get stuck. And so a lot of people just stay there. And so I help with that transformation. So my ideal customer, I guess, is female. She's in her 40s. Um, she's stuck, she's nervous, she's overwhelmed, she's stressed, she wants to be calm, she wants to feel positive, she wants to feel powerful, and she wants to show up online, and she wants to feel strong, and I empower her. Mm, cool. Awesome. So, what, um, what, I know you're saying, like, they're struggling with like, you know, showing up and everything online. And, and then you said like to, you know, be consistent with your brand and all of, everywhere on social media, whether no matter the platform. Um, do you have any like recommendations for like how often people should post or, you know, even like how long the caption should be or what type of posts or like, there's like a lot of questions that people are interested in. Like should, should they be posting carousels or reels or should they be a balance or like, what's your, what's your answer to that? So it's a great question, and I think it's going to depend on the brand, the size of the brand, mm -hmm. and the and the and the company's goals. Meaning, are you in a season to sell something? Do you have an offer? Do you want people to just get to know you? Are you just trying to grow a following? It, it it really will just depend on what your bucket list is in terms of really what you want to achieve on the platform. So if you're looking to grow a cold audience that maybe they haven't discovered you yet, then obviously you would, I would recommend Reels. But I do think that it's important to have captions and even, uh, not captions, carousels and even static posts because there are other things that you want to get across on your feed, like them getting to know you and you telling, sharing your personal story or making your connection will get them to identify you because everyone has to get to know, like, and trust you. And they can't if all you're doing are these little trendy reels, right? Mm. Um, and so there's also stories and highlight covers and, you know, all the things. So it all has to be in place. And when you ask me, like, how often a brand should post, it'll go back to consistency. What can you maintain? So literally, if it's once a week, great, then just do it once a week. You want to show up four times a day? Great, show up four times a day. It'll also depend on what your goals are. Are you trying to just grow a following or are you trying to get sales? What exactly are you doing on the app? Or do you just want to, you know, share, spread the love? You know, all that stuff is all mm -hmm. good. It'll just depend on what your goals are. Yeah, let's say that, um, like, I have someone in mind who just launched a um, multi purpose, like, um, it's kind of like a diaper bag, stroller accessorizer thing, but it like looks like a, a nice purse, like really like looks great. Um, and she's just starting, she's got on Amazon and her website and all that type of stuff, uh, launched like about a month ago and she, you know, she's starting to post on social media and she wants sales. Her, her goal is to get more sales. 
what would be like the first five things you tell her to do? Well, the first thing I would do is make sure that her, you know, and again, I'm talking to Instagram, but I don't know if she's, if we're just talking about Instagram or yeah, her main focus is Instagram. So, yeah. So then I would make sure that her bio is, you know, very driven towards because the, the bio is the most important real estate on Instagram, as far as I'm concerned, because mm -hmm. people find your post on the, the homepage, right? And then they go to your bio picture is the first thing they do. And then they read your bio, what, you, what you've written there, the 150 characters. And right away, they want to know who you are, what you do, and how you can help them. So that's the first thing they're going to do. So that's the most important part. And if you want sales, and the first thing you want to do is have them shop right then and there. So mm -hmm. you can say, click here, make sure you have some sort of emoji that has that actionable thing going on so that the brain knows, oh, she wants me to click here. Because it's very nice she has this diaper bag that looks like a pocketbook, but like if I don't know what you want me to do with that, then it's click here. So if you're someone who's you know not organized, or you know again, I don't know her branding, I don't know what her... Mm -hmm emotion words are things like that but once you get through the strategy the brand strategy of the values that you know the brand core which are the values the mission and the vision you know what's her purpose and if it's to get you know overwhelmed you know stressed out moms who are on the go and is always forgetting their diaper bag because they don't want to schlep this big ugly pack right but mm -hmm. they want that so then that first line's got to grab me to say stressed and overwhelmed i have your answer right here come shop here and then whatever your call outs are is it free shipping what are you going to give me with that you know so what you know or whatever it is that makes your brand or product unique that i'm going to want your bag over somebody else's so those things have to be all woven into the bio with seo search engine optimization so that if somebody's going online um and I'm searching for that mommy bag or the diaper bag or bag or whatever, whatever that is, that that's weaved into the bio. So I would highly recommend that. And then, of course, I would have, you know, the highlight covers that are on brands about the brand, mommy on the go. Maybe you want to do, you know, feature people who've purchased the bag and then you can, you know, run stories that say as seen on, you know, or, you know, and tag the other person so they get their account seen as well and they get you know you want to be featured i mean a lot of brands grow that way so i would definitely do that if she has a store set up she could also within her feed she can tag the product and yeah. you know have the pricing there so i would offer that and definitely videos definitely videos of showing the bag in action how it's being used where you're going, what the features are over and over and over again with the correct filters that are consistent. So when I say consistency, it's not just how you show up or how often you show up or even just the bio, but even on your filters. Are you being consistent with your filters? Are you being consistent with your captions? You asked me before about long form caption versus short form. I think that, you know, that that's like, you know, that conversation goes back and forth. It used to be long form, then it became short form. Now it's back to long form. It'll just depend on your audience. I tell everyone, you know, marketing is all test, try, and tweak. So you'll try the long form. If it's not resonating with the audience, you'll check your insights after 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, and go back and say, okay, this worked, this didn't. It could be that it's too long form. It could be she's stressed out. She's got the kids crying in the backseat of the car, and she doesn't have time to read the caption. So <laughs> maybe short form <laughs> would be better for her. That's what I'm thinking. Interesting. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. yeah it, it's interesting that you like, 
I mean, I gave you very little. Well, I, I gave you a brand, and then you came up with all these ideas to do that. So you, that's what you help people with and walk them through it for their own either product or service. Yeah, well, when you're doing it, it's so hard to be objective. When you're in the bottle, you can't read the labels. So sometimes you just have to have the other person go, oh, within two minutes, yeah, I get it. This is what you need. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, is it, you teach how people how to do this stuff, and my company does all that stuff for everyone. So it's cool. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And um, yeah, do you have any like success stories like with your clients? Yeah, it's kind of funny because my very first client was someone who had a shampoo business, shampoo company, and she had wanted to start her own label. And she, her English wasn't 100%. And she just found me in some Facebook group. And I, I don't even think I finished my, my spiel. Like I, I'm one sentence, two sentences. She's like, I'm in. Those are my favorite clients. Like I'm in those low hanging fruit. of yeah. I want whatever you're selling, you know. So I loved working with her because no matter what I said, no matter what I did, she was so happy. And she basically, it's kind of funny because she didn't actually come out with the product. She stayed with the company and she stayed with the shampoos and the soaps and conditioners. And she she's a supplier for major corporations all over the world. And her, her plant is in Mexico, I believe. And she never actually came out with the product, but she said to me that I did for her something that no one else could do, which is I literally just pulled back the curtain and said, okay, here you go. I got you. And I'm going to tell you every little thing that you didn't know, how people are showing up and how they're doing it. And that's really all she wanted. And that was, that was mind blowing for me. But I also will tell you another favorite story of mine, which is, and, and it's really three different people that didn't have companies. They had jobs or careers and they wanted to pivot mm. and they just, they couldn't do it. And I'm like, you could do this. You could totally do this. So those people I only met with two or three times. We didn't have a six week course or anything like that where I just said to them, okay, here's where you're at. Here's where I see what you're good at. Here's what you love to do this is what you need to be doing, or this is where I see you playing. Let's position you to get there. And it's it's kind of just a mindset. And when I saw the transformation, I mean, these people come back and say like, oh, I owe SD my life. Without SD, I wouldn't have gotten here, or I wouldn't mm -hmm. have gotten there. One person had um, just graduated college, and she had no job, no career. She actually went to school for marketing, it was six months after she graduated and she was literally doing nothing. And I'm like, okay, you're coming to me and we're doing this. And within, I think twice, we met twice. I helped her get a job. She really wanted to work in corporate, but COVID had just hit and nobody was offering jobs at that moment. So I helped her get a job on Long Island. She stayed there about a year, a year and a half. She got really good at what, she was doing and we met once or two more times on zoom and then she got her dream job in manhattan and i really think it was just a mindset she was so beating on herself and her family was so beating her down get a job get a job get a job and you know she just didn't know what to do and you know you see from people's body language they're slumped over they're not smiling they're looking down they're kind of trying to make themselves small 
and you say, you know, sit up tall, you're amazing, you're beautiful, you can do this. And it's like, oh, well, if she believes in me, then how could I not believe in me? And mm. so that to me is is better than any business or company or brand or anything like that. When when I make a person feel good about themselves, when they were, it was there all the time, right? She had the magic all the time, she just didn't know it or she just didn't see it. And I help them see it in themselves. That's what lights me up. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned mindset. How, how important is mindset? Wow, unbelievable. It's funny because, you know, a lot of times I, I batch create. So I'll batch create my reels, right? And I remember one day I was having a really bad day and I was crying and I don't even remember. I looked like crap and I just like, oh, I'm just going to do this because it's on my to-do list and I'm going to do it. So I batch created, I did, I did the thing and then my friend looks at it and they're like, you don't, you don't look like you're having fun. You don't, you're, and I'm like, I'm like, you mean because five minutes ago I was crying before I did the reel? I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm not. And I, and from that moment I realized if I'm having a bad day, I'm not going to do that thing on the to-do list because I know it's going to come across whether you realize it or not. If you're not in a good mood, if you're not feeling good about yourself, it's going to come out in the copy in the video, in the words that you're using. So do something else that day. I don't know, you know, clean your house or walk the dog or, you know, meditate or journal or just do something to get in a better space. But if your head is not in the right space, don't do it. Mm. What about like, you know, just believing in yourself? I mean, I feel like um, a lot of the times people who, who do well are like, there's, they're not any smarter than anyone else. They're, they don't have any more education than anyone else. They don't, I mean, they don't have any more connections than anyone else, but they, they have this belief in themselves. And then um, that's like unwavering that they're just like, know that they're meant for more. Those are the ones that end up succeeding far beyond all the others. Would you say that's true BS or what? It's so true. And, and, you know, I didn't really go into my backstory, but, you know, growing up, I was always criticized, you know, in a loving way, of course, you know, they didn't know any better. So it was like, oh, Esty, you know, you're chubby or Esty, you're getting fat or Esty, you're not so smart or, you know, and, and you believe those stories, you know, and so it sits there, whether you, whether you, even if you logically know it's not so, it's still sitting in your brain and you got to get that out. So I always tell people to write it down, get that, I don't know if I can curse here, but get that shit yeah, out of your yeah, head. Yeah, swear. Get that shit out of your head and just put it down on paper. And eventually what happens is it separates from you. And there's a book that I highly recommend uh, called Personality Isn't Permanent by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Because I think that many of us are looking for someone to give us permission to do whatever it is we want to do. And what he says is, just because you were told something as a child, just because you were told you weren't good in math, doesn't make it so. And just because you were bad at something, maybe you were bad at sports when you were younger, it doesn't hold true for today. You know, maybe I was chubby then and I'm not now, I don't know. The point is, is that just because someone told you something doesn't make it true, get it out of your head and tell yourself the things that you need to hear to make yourself stand up tall be proud and love who you are because there's a there's a podcast I also highly recommend, uh, Jim Fortin, and it's he it's all about transformational coaching from transform yourself from the inside out. 
And what he talks about is basically just whatever you want to be, right, in life, whoever you want to be, whether it's a doctor, a lawyer, a podcaster, you know, content creator, whatever it is, a shampoo designer, whatever you want to be, just put it out there. And then once you say that you are that thing, that person or that career, then what are the steps that you need to do to become that person, right? And those are the things that you're going to, that's the work. We all have to do the work. So it's, it is good to have the mindset. It is good to have the motivation. There's a, a clubhouse that I listen to all the time, Evan Carmichael, Unbreakable Stories. Every day, it's all different celebrities and just, you know, influential people from around the world and, you know, their highlights. It runs for 24 hours. It's a great room. And it's the motivation. And the motivation will, will take you, but it'll only take you just so far. You've got to actually do the work. So whatever it is that lights you up, that gets you out of bed every day, that when you look at the clock, it's eight hours later and you can't believe it, whatever you were doing for those eight hours, and I don't mean scrolling on, on Instagram, but whatever <laughs> you do for those eight hours work-wise, that's, that's your jam. That's what lights you up because you're not looking at the clock. You don't feel like it's work and that's what you need to be doing. So just say the words and get the shit out of your head. Put that down on paper someplace else. Say whatever it is you, you are, own it, and then just do the steps to get you there. That's mm. it. Yeah, that's great advice. You know, the more I do these podcast episodes and the more I talk to like uh, people who have kind of like been through it and they're on the other side of like quote unquote success, um, there's like so many patterns that are like the same, like people's advice ends up being the same, just told very slightly differently. Right. Like there's another um, where you said, get the, the shit that's like that you're not comfortable with. It's the stuff that you don't like, get it out on paper and get it out. And it's going to separate itself from you. Um, and then on the other side, like you said, you know, saying that you are this person who you want to be, they, their recommendation, another person, they, they said, um, take like a result in your life that you're not happy about. Right. Your, the way your bank account looks. Um, you know, how much free time you have, how little you travel, how, you know, uh, whatever it happens to be, whatever you're unhappy with, unsatisfied with, write it on paper. And then <clears throat> take another piece of paper and write out the complete opposite of that. Right. And then take the first piece of paper and burn it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Wow. You put it in an ashtray, put it in your sink, burn it, get rid of it. Wow. It's symbolic seems silly, but like he says, like this is your license to be silly. Go be silly. Do something crazy. Light it on fire, and then he like tells you like do it over and over for all the things that you're unsatisfied with, because it, it it's like a law of polarity is what he calls it, right? On one side there's a positive and a negative. So if you can take your negative and think about what the opposite of that is, you know, let's say it's like, um, you know, I'm stressed out by my finances and I don't have enough money to pay my bills. What's the opposite of that? I have an abundance of finances and, and I never worry about making a purchase or look at a price tag ever again. And you know what I mean? And, and right. focusing on that, but you're right. That only goes so far, right? You know I mean, you got to start taking some steps and actions. Um, I mean, think and grow rich. They talk about this a lot. Um, and I, th they talk about like the secret inside you ever, you ever, you read thinking grow rich before? Oh, I read The Secret many, many years ago, the book The Secret. Yeah. Oh, I haven't read the, the book The Secret, but that's based off of Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Right. Um, and what 
I think the secret is in all that mix of stuff, because they give you a lot of like, you know, woohoo type of stuff is actually doing the dang work, right? Like taking the steps and the action, because that's going to, you know, move you towards it. And you also, you touched upon like your identity or like self-image too, right? Like, you know, holding that person who you want to be and, and that, you know, you said, you said, say it out loud. Right. Um, I think, you know, that's brilliant. And then I also like to tie that to um, a person who's already done what you want to do. Right. So like, let's say, you know, you want to build a, a brand that, that let's say, let's stick with the mommy brand, right. That uh, a diaper bag, that uh, company that has done what you want to do in their CEO. Right. And you kind of study that person, see what they've done. And then when you're faced with a problem or an obstacle or day to day, or what do I do next? You can ask yourself, what do, what would the CEO of this successful company do in my position, position right now? A lot of times we have the answer inside of us and we don't, that's just like a way to pull it out. You know what I mean? Cause I like, I think that's like a, another struggle is too. like, while you're saying this, like, take the next five action steps. Like people will say like, I don't know what that is. What is that? And I said, this is my adding on top of what you said. I would definitely say, ask yourself if someone who's like 10 times more successful or 10 times wiser than I am, what would they do in that situation? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard because until you know what the struggle is or what exactly they're stuck on, mm. but a lot of times it's just getting out of their head. So you know, I was telling somebody else the other day on a podcast, like, you know, we all thought Steve Jobs was crazy. We walk around the block and he didn't have shoes on, you know, but like that's where his creativity came out, right? That's where his thinking came out. So sometimes it's good to just do something else in the moment. Um, mm. I remember one time I was traveling to Switzerland and I went to Bern and saw where Albert Einstein lived for eight years when he, you know, made his discovery equals MC squared. And I and I heard he was like working in the post office at the time, you know, he was married to his first wife, he was like walking around, like he wasn't sitting at his desk writing out the formulas, right? So it's like, it's kind of what what the big creators do, you know, Leonardo da Vinci, you know, he discovered a flying machine, you know, while he was doing all the other stuff. It's like, just dabble in everything else, you know? Darwin also, he was like studying algae or something like that. Like, you know, you have to study all different things, all the big creators, the big thinkers of our generation and before. And when you do the other things, it gets your mind start to churn and you don't just stay stuck in the box of that company or that thing. It, it's almost like take from a totally different sector and say, oh, how can I apply that to my business or my world where it's like thinking differently? Ooh, that's good. That's good. Listen up, guys. That's great advice. Um, I have a few questions I want to ask you. You you mentioned, um, you mentioned a book earlier, you know. But I'm wondering, like, are you a reader? You read a lot. So it's. I'm glad you asked me that also because I feel like for many years I didn't. Mm -hmm. I was in and out, in and out. It was very hard to get back in. And then I decided, you know what? I'm gonna start with some trashy novels just to get back into the idea of getting comfortable of reading. And then I started reading nonfiction and I got heavy on the nonfiction. And then I started switching off between fiction, nonfiction, so that it wasn't all just nonfiction. But um, so now I do try to read a lot. There are times where 
I did stop watching TV, but then like every once in a while, someone will tell me some great, you know, Netflix thing to binge watch. But I see when I'm doing that, I can't read. And when I'm doing that, sometimes like I'll literally have nightmares at night. It's the weirdest thing. So I really try to avoid TV, Netflix, all that stuff because I look at that as kind of like junk food for the brain, which, okay, every once in a while you need a treat. I get that. But for the most part, what do they say? The the most brilliant guys, the most accomplished people in the world, they're reading 60 books a year, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a book. That's pretty much a book a week and a little extra. So every book on my bookshelf I've read. So I make sure... I don't just display it for when I'm doing my reels or whatever. Like, I've actually read them. And I recently heard that what a really good idea to do is to reread some of your books. Now go back over it with the highlighter. Mm, yeah. And you end up gaining even more knowledge, which is kind of crazy because you read the book. You think you got you got the idea from the book, and then you go on to the next book, right? But imagine if you can go back and reread the same book because you already own it. <laughs> so, mm. and you start going with a highlighter. Now you came up with five more ideas. Wow, that's incredible. So, mm. yes, I do read a lot to answer your question. Mostly nonfiction. I try to pepper in some fiction just to break up my mindset. Um, and all my books are here on the wall. So, yeah, any one of them we could talk about. Well, I'm wondering if you had to pick one book to recommend to the readers that would like transform their life or give them even a catalyst to get them going where they need to be going. What's the one book that you recommend or you think that everyone should read? There's so many books I think everyone should read. And if you go on my website, I actually have a list of books, whether it's for personal development or business development. So you're only allowed to list one. You're only allowed to pick one. Okay. Then I'm just going to pick Simon Sinek because he's just literally my, my guru, my go-to for inspiration. And no, I'm not. Together is better. And it's a a children's book, but there is just (laughs) so many fabulous quotes in it. And it's not a big purchase. And what I like about it is I could read it over and over and over again and get inspired every day to do the work. And Mm -hmm. what's nice about it is, you know, it's, it's not a big investment with money or time. I love him. I recommend all his books. You know, but I I just love this. It's just something I keep by my side and I look at it every day and it inspires me to connect with other people because if you just go through life and you're just working and you're by yourself, that's not so fulfilling. That's not going to light you up. You know, you, we, we, we're a society of people and we need to come together and support each other and serve each other and help each other with whatever we're stuck on. And so, yeah, Together is Better by Simon Sinek. I mean, just a cute little book to recommend. That's cool. I never even heard of it. I love that. Um, I love getting these book recommendations, too, because they add, they get tossed right onto my list of, of uh, books. I had a podcast earlier this week, and I started the book that he, he recommended. Oh, what yeah. book? Uh, the Magic of Thinking Big. Oh, okay. That sounds good. It is good. It's interesting. Um, a lot of kind of stuff we were talking about. It's like the the difference between someone who's like super successful and the person who isn't, but they have all the same attributes, like intellectually, physically, and all that type of stuff. Uh, the difference between the two people is that the person who's more successful thought a lot bigger. I like that. That's great. And that's the only difference is that there's the, the whole that's book's great. about that. And so like, it's a pretty hefty book. It's, it's 
got quite a bit of knowledge in it. I'm gonna um, have to check it out. Yeah, you will. And the reader, the reader should too. I'm liking it so far. I'm like chapter two. Um, and I want this is questions I ask every single guest. Um, what's the biggest regret you have in your life? You know, it's funny because I, I, I always tell people I can't stand when I hear celebrities say they have no regrets. I have a shitload ton of regrets <laughs> in life. <laughs> and, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to say because my biggest regret is not having a plan. You know, you can go through life and there are two ways you can go, right? You could just take the jobs as they come and see, grab this one, then go to the next one, go to the next one, or you can chart out your path. Where do you want to get to? You know, or where do you see yourself in 5, 10, 20 years? And then create the path to get there. And I definitely chose the former, where I just grabbed the job because I had to pay my bills, I had to pay my rent. And so my biggest regret is not planning it out. Mm. at age at your at your stage in life at age 20 or even 30 and you know it's it and wishing that had I done that then perhaps I would have had it would have been a fluid you know perhaps it would have been a fluid journey you know or a straight path a straight line instead of a lot of these zigzags but then again I wouldn't have traveled and seen the world and I wouldn't have gotten all the knowledge that I've gained or met all the people that I've met. So it's it's hard to say what my regret is because with the regret also comes a lot of positive. Mm. So it, it's a hard question to ask, but I guess that's my biggest regret. Yeah, that's interesting. It's a good point. Like if you don't know where you're going, kind of just end up going wherever. Yeah, wherever it takes you, wherever the money is, wherever, whichever is offering you the more money, you know, um, okay, maybe, you know, you take some another job because you want to be in a certain city, whatever that is. But it doesn't necessarily help your career when you're trying to carve out a niche for yourself and hone your skills and really work on whatever you're passionate about. Because if you love what you're doing, you never work a day in your life, right? That's what they say. So I feel like had I done that, then it just may have been a lot easier. Mm, interesting. I might need to be thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and this kind of ties into it, maybe it doesn't, because uh, it could be positive too. But if you can go back in time, you can go back to any age um, and you can go to your, your younger self and you're only allowed to say three sentences to yourself. What age would you go back to and what would you say? 18, you're beautiful, you're smart, and you can do anything. Mm. That's what I would say to myself. Is that three sentences? Or I, that's good. Three very short sentences. No, no, that's good. That's <laughs> good. good. That's what your 18-year-old self would need to hear? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, um, because I just... You know, I was like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm going to FIT. I want to go into fashion. Like, but I wasn't thinking long term. I wasn't thinking down the line. Am I? Is this what I'm really good at? You know, I, I got a D in sewing. Like, it was not the place for me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. That's. I can't imagine actually. I'm like, I couldn't sewing. Gosh, I hated sewing. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So where, where can people go follow you? 
check you out. Oh yeah, so um, thank you for asking. I'm on Instagram at I am SD Stein, or you can go to my website and book a free call with me, 30 minutes. We'll go over whatever it is you are stuck on or want to work through. And my website is just my name, E-S-T-E-E-S-T-E-I-N. So it's www.sdstein.com. Cool. We'll link it all up in the notes and all that stuff too. Um, And I mean, is there, is there anything that let's say like everyone, you know, in the whole entire world is listening to this podcast and you could ask, you've, you've given a lot of knowledge here. You've given a lot, you know, of, you know, tips and tricks from Instagram to life and all this type of stuff. You've given a lot. You're giving people a free 30 minute call. Is there anything that you would ask from your audience, from this, this audience? Just, I want you to be happy. I want you to feel fulfilled. So if what you're doing is not making you happy or not making you feel fulfilled, then let's jump on a call. If you're happy with what you're doing, but you're stuck, then let me help you get unstuck and whatever that is, whether it's showing up on video or making a plan to show up online with your posting schedule or even with your content or your products. Yeah. Just reach out. Mm, Awesome. Well, I tell, I I say this every time I'm doing this podcast for free. I don't, I don't want to sell anyone anything. I don't want to uh, make any money from it. I'm probably not going to ever advertise on the podcast. Um, I, I just want to bring knowledge from you know, people like you to, you know, people who need it and, um, and also build relationships. Cause I truly believe that relationships are like the new economy, the new currency um, so much more so than anything financial. And, um, and I asked the, the audience, your payment for the, the podcast is for you to go share this out. You know, guys, if you're listening, go share out this podcast. Cause I mean, maybe this isn't for you. Maybe you're killing it on Instagram. You don't need any help. you got an awesome business or whatever, but there's someone, you know, that's going to need to hear this. Like share this out, share this episode out, tag me in it. Uh, I'll definitely share it back out and, and leave some reviews. So I can get more awesome guests like SD on here. Um, and thank you so much for listening. And SD, thank you so much for being on the podcast here today. Keaton, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. (laughs) Awesome. Till next time. Peace.